I, I believe it was opening night. And so she's on the stage and she had a big part in it. I can't remember what her part was, but phone is supposed to ring and the phone isn't ringing instead of acting goofy, you know, like some high schoolers would say, Ooh, the phone needs to ring. Or, you know, they do something like that. Not Julie. She was so totally in character and um, she just was looking at the phone and then she said, Hmm. And she made up some excuse so that you didn't even know. That's my grandma describing my mom Julie's performance in a play at her all-girls Catholic high school in the early 1990s. So while she's on this phone, after she's gone through all that, that they made her wait for the phone to ring, she she was she was talking on, and in a in a full conversation, the <laughs> the backdrop from the entire across the stage fell down and the girls were goofing off back there and climbing the ladder and the thing fell down and their their eyes were all like huge oh my god they were looking right out at the, at all of us and, and and they started slithering down the ladder right away and giggling and and Julie never left character the whole thing fell down all those people did what they did and Julie never left her character it was unbelievable that she didn't just fall apart laughing like I did. <laughs> she was just good. I can't say it any other way. My mom wasn't just good for Nebraska either. She got into a highly competitive acting school in Chicago and spent years in school studying with people in major movies today. But then she quit. And she never told me why. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, Kitty. Hi. Hi. Okay, I need to call you. Call Mommy. Um, she's calling me. I'd like to hear your voice. Good morning, Patty. This is your mother, Kitty. Oh, hi, it's Mom. I just wanted to know how things are going. My mom died from cancer when she was 42 and I was 17. Before I was old enough to take interest in her life, or really anything that wasn't high school. Before she was old enough to disclose all the stories of her early 20s that she cut off with, I'll tell you about it when you're older. I have no memories of her acting. For most of my life, she was an ICU nurse in Omaha. She never told me about acting school, why she quit, or what came after. I assumed she was hiding how much more exciting her life was then, how much she missed it. Even in Omaha, and even though she was my mom, I always knew she was cool. That she had befriended people across the country, and that she had a little bit of a wild side. But when you're raised Catholic, it's hard not to think of someone who died, not floating over you, listening to every word you say about them. So no one ever reminisced about my mom's mystery days, and I never pushed. Until now. How did the oldest of six in a small Midwest town, decide to audition for one of the most prestigious acting schools, get in, quit, and move across the country? And why did she go back home? And was I the reason she stayed? She might be the only person with that answer, but asking her best friends, my family, and an ex-boyfriend got me what I was looking for, a fuller understanding of my mom, Julie. Julie was, you know, 
my the firstborn. So I really didn't have any background with getting kids into auditioning and whatnot. And um, but she was always very she, theatrical, you know, with just her her per, her personality. She was very outgoing, and and she tried out for one of the girls in Amelia Bedelia, and um, one of the kids in it. And she was really she was really quite good. When my mom was in the fourth grade, she got a part in the play at the Children's Theater. It was the first acting, to my knowledge, she or anyone in the family had ever done. The minute I asked her about doing something like that. She was all for it. She was like, yes, Mom, I'd love to. She always told me Amelia Bedelia was the reason she was bad at fractions, because she was always pulled out of math class for rehearsals. Whether or not missing class for rehearsal was an incentive, she just kept finding roles after her first play. My grandma saved a box of programs from all her plays and musicals, Once Upon a Mattress, My Fair Lady, the Marian Fine Arts Festival, and even a play called The Children's Hour she acted in her junior year. It was deemed so inappropriate, her high school put a disclaimer on all the programs. Julie, the bad student, spread rumors that her teacher was a homosexual. Julie was so unbelievably good in that play. I mean, it made me, it made you really want to kill her because she was so mean. But she wasn't, but she wasn't fake mean. She was just, she did such a good job at acting that um, if I if she hadn't been my daughter, I would have probably marched right up on stage and shot her. <laughs> Along with the playbills, my grandma saved an honor roll announcement where my mom had penciled, Julie should be here, next to her spot alphabetically. My grandma penciled in, great work, exclamation mark. No other honor roll certificates made it into her baby box. She just was smart, so she didn't have to study. And believe you me, she didn't study. <laughs> She didn't put a lot into her studies because she was kind of a little unfocused. My name is Molly Strudel, and I um, met your mom in the second grade um, at during school. She came to St. Roberts, um, and we were in the same homeroom, and that is how I first met your lovely mother. Kind of like her senior year, she had like that little shift a little bit about her, and so like school wasn't quite as important as it had been. Our um, we take our Spanish national exam and we're taking it and halfway through the test, Julie gets up and she's like, I'm done and hands it in. And we're like, she clearly can't be done because like we haven't even gotten to the oral part. You know what I mean? Like it's like physically impossible for you to have done it. I swear to God, she scored in the middle of the class. I just want you to know that. Molly told me she never studied for the ACT, which infuriated me because she scored higher than me even after my fourth test prep class. When she like decided she was going to try out for acting, that was kind of like she was throwing it all in. She got the acceptance letter in June of 1994 to DePaul. Today, their program is still one of the best in the country. They only accept around 130 out of nearly 2,000 applicants each year. My grandma remembers calling a friend, terrified to let her move. And I said, Tina, I'm just so scared to let her go to to um, a theater school because they're, they're so liberal. But she was comforted by the school's background and also still had five other kids to deal with. So my mom headed off to Chicago. And I think when I went to go visit her, we, I think she did steal a roll of toilet paper. So then we'd have toilet paper for a while I was <laughs> I heard a lot about this apartment in my interviews. I heard even more about her fur coat. came to visit me when I went to I went to see my sister. She lived in Milwaukee. 
and we were looking at wedding gowns. My sister was getting married and Julie came on the bus to come see me. And like, honestly, like she had this Dalmatian dog coat that like, was <laughs> crazy. And you would almost, this is, I don't know how to phrase this, that would be appropriate. I mean, like, it was almost like she looked like she'd just gotten off a shift from working the streets. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was what your mom looked like. And, I mean, obviously she did it. But you know what I mean? That was she, my sister about died. My sister would be more like Grandma Jan. You know what I mean? Perfect and whatever. And she saw her and was like, oh, my God. And I was dying. But, I mean, that was your mom. She was like this. Like, this. <laughs> like super free spirit. And she just, like soaking up all of that like creativity I'm sure that was happening there. Without prompting, her other childhood best friend, Martha, brought up the same coat to mark this period in my mom's life. I mean, she would show, she showed up down at Lincoln and I remember my friends were like, hey, your friend Julie's over at Beta and she's wearing this coat that looks like a dead dog. And <laughs> she'd dress all super crazy and alternative. And I mean, the University of Nebraska was not super crazy and alternative, right? So it was pretty funny. Oh my God. I remember the coat. I don't, I don't have a story about it. <laughs> I, uh, she, she, she had great style though. Sean Gunn, my mom's college boyfriend and Guardians of the Galaxy and Gilmore Girls actor. He's just being nice. If the coat stories are any indication, she was not known for her expert fashion choices. I guess how seriously was she taking acting school while you guys were in Chicago together? I feel like I was always very much gung-ho about this is what I'm doing. This is my life. Um, this is my career path in terms of being an actor and and pursuing it. And, um, and Julie was always very much like, is this really... I think she was really good, but I, I also think that she was a little... From the time I met her, she kind of had one foot in and one foot out, if that makes sense. It's hard for me to imagine my mom being half interested in anything. I think part of the reason I assumed something must have forced her to give up acting was how intense she was about anything she loved. It's hard to accept that the version of my mom in Omaha, who was just waiting to break into acting, maybe never existed. My grandma told me a similar story of my mom's dissolving enthusiasm for acting. They went to see a production of Miss Saigon in Chicago. My mom went backstage to meet the lead actress. She said, um, gosh, um, she said, do you mind me asking you, um, are you, you know, now that you've made, made it and you're, and you're in, um, you know, in, a, in the, the lead role in a production, what has that done to your life? Has it just made you so uh, famous? And she goes, well, I'm still waiting tables. To be able to to be able to pay for my apartment, that's what she said to Julie. So when we went back, Julie was so bummed. She just—I don't know if it was that, but it didn't take her long that her junior year to be disenchanted with it. My mom left acting school before finishing her degree, but didn't go home yet. She spent time nannying in New York, and then she met David. She told us she was going to be moving to San Francisco, and um. We told her we weren't supporting her and we weren't paying for anything. And actually, I think at one point I said, don't call home if you go. Don't don't call us if you go. Because I was trying so hard to get her to not go. Because this was an older guy. We didn't know anything about him. And she was just going to go 
fly off with you him. You know, your mom was a real pioneer personality. She 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 loved to try different things out. And I don't think she I don't think she was capable of weighing what could happen or what what did happen. Um she just was in for a good time and a new experience. I was at mass with my parents and your mom or your grandma Jan um was there. And so she's like, oh, come get a bagel, a bagel bin with me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to be good because it's my mom. You know what I mean? It's like my friend's mom. And she was so worried about your mom. And I'm like, oh, she's my friend. You know, I mean, like, like, I can't tell her. You know what I mean? Like, you're stuck in that position because, you know, like, the, your her mom, Grandma Jan, was so worried. But, like, you know, I have this allegiance to Julie. You know what I mean, too, at the same time. And she's just like, oh, we got to get her out of there. And I was like, well, I I agree. I think the rest of my mom's story only makes sense if you understand her problem with addiction. I have no memories of her drinking or using. She got sober when I was around three years old. But this part of her life was not something she kept hidden. Totally expected it when she told me that she'd gotten sober. And she she didn't like that, that part of herself. And I think that she had a lot of guilt about it she never liked doing that stuff it just like it was it was something she it, it was it was really an addiction the way that it is for people who have you know for people who have substance abuse problems it was like she was drawn to it even though i don't even know that she truly enjoyed it i always assumed drugs and her san francisco boyfriend ripped her away from acting and then i came into the picture and sealed the deal but After leaving Chicago, she didn't seem to pursue it any longer. And it was this sort of directionless period where things got ugly. Her boyfriend at the time was also an addict, and my family suspected a drug dealer himself. When she got in over her head, she realized it, and she called for help. Oh, it just makes me so sad, Eddie. She called us, and she said, Mom, can you come and help me? I need to leave. And um, we we were, we got a flight. He threatened her, took the cat, and threatened to harm himself. But my grandma got her on the flight home. When she was back in Omaha, my grandma got a call that David had been stabbed and killed in a street fight. It's, it, it was really probably one of the happiest days of my life, flying home with Julie, you know, getting her away out of that situation. And But I, I had my heart was broken for her because I knew how hard it was. Julie, Julie lived a, didn't live that long a life, but let me tell you, she knew suffering. Even before she got cancer, she knew suffering. And she didn't go around, you know, crowing about it all the time either. A better journalist may have let the silence stay to see if any other feelings or information came up or asked follow-ups. But I hate hearing my grandma cry. So I asked her about my mom's infamous coat. This will dry up my tears really fast because <laughs> I was I was actually just talking about that the other day because one of my friends said that um, she was embarrassed because her grandson's hair was such a mess when he came to church and all of her friends were looking at him. And I said, I got over that when Julie came home with her fur coat <laughs> from college. <laughs> and we picked her up the bus station, right? Okay, the Greyhound bus station. You cannot even imagine... Back in the in the 90s, what came out of that bus before Julie even came out? She loved meeting people. She loved meeting seedy people too, Addie. <laughs> she did. 
she she had a real penchant for making people feel good and and learning about their lives and just I don't know just being present to people. So she shows up and in in Addie she got this coat at some kind of a flea market or something. And 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 I said right away I said flea market how perfect it's probably got fleas in it because you didn't take it anywhere before you wore it did you? And she goes no mom I didn't. And it it was I didn't remember it being Dalmatian. I remembered it being an a loud animal print. It was like like gray and it had black spots all over it. Once my mom and her coat were back in Omaha, she reconnected with Sean, who was still in Chicago pursuing acting. They were on again and off again, but the reason he gave for their final split shocked me. What I was saying before about her not wanting to about her not wanting to uh, you know, pursue acting so seriously she really wanted uh kids you know very very quickly she wanted she wanted to have kids at a young age um which is really it's ultimately kind of why we broke up my mom had us watch anything she heard her acting friends were in she got lunch with sean when he came in town for comic-con and she loved helping me pick out monologues when i tried out for school plays my whole life I took these as signs that she resented where she ended up, back in Omaha, with me. I couldn't imagine a world where my mom didn't take a risk or follow her gut. But I forgot that she was only my age, 21, where everything is confusing. I've watched most of my friends change their minds about what they want to pursue more than once. But even harder for me to grasp that she might have just changed her mind is the idea that she was following her gut when she came back home and decided to become a mom. That she didn't just fall into her life, but made deliberate choices to get there. Not because she didn't seem happy to be a mom, but because I'd spent my childhood being scared to find out the reason she wasn't where she's meant to be. Obviously, the choices she made when she came back to Omaha resulted in, you know, her becoming a mom to you and Maggie, which was ultimately her greatest joy. So, although I think she had a little bit of regret because she always had that, you know, adventure in her. I think she knows that the path she took in the end was the right one. I talked to one other person about my mom's acting days who reminded me I did get to see my mom act. Oh my God, tell me that wasn't where you work. She walked right up to my window. Jesus Christ, me, are you okay? Have you called Chevy? Her childhood friend turned acting friend, Scott Beaner, wrote and directed an independent film, Burt, and cast my mom in a small role. I must have blocked this memory out because of how upset I was that my little sister got to be in the movie and I did not. Michelle. It was Bert Lozenge that robbed the bank today. What? Bert Lozenge. You're kidding. I felt proud that I was, you know, that I was able to share it with her and get and, and let her, uh, you know, give her a, a thing to enjoy, a, a thing to participate in. Um, so she might have said something about, you know, you know, she might have said something about, oh, I'm jealous of what you're doing. But I think that's just something that you that you have to say to someone that's doing this. Because <laughs> um, it's either that or oh my god you're out of your mind. Um, so I, you know, I, I I appreciated how encouraging she always was. When I think of your mom, I feel more happy for your mom than I do. Oh, what a shame she didn't stick with it. I mean, I think she, you know, I I, I think you know, good. Your mom not staying with the acting profession is one less wonderful person that uh, got got treated badly. I, I'm happy for your mom for the great experiences she had after being in acting. I mean, I would have loved to have seen your mom, you know, get with it and become a big, huge star. But 
you know, it, it, it requires more than just your mom being a wonderfully talented person. It also requires a bunch of random things to fall into place that may not have fallen into place. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm happier that she, you know, has her kid, you know, had her kids and, and got, you know, accomplished all the amazing things she accomplished afterwards. My mom didn't share stories from this time in her life, but I see how it shaped her parenting. She's obsessed with second chances and fresh starts. She's rooting for everyone, embraced change, and saw the potential in everything. Acting didn't make it into my mom's obituary. We definitely went over the recommended word count without it, but I think it explains the beauty everyone saw in her, even when she was wearing her fur coat. Julie lived her entire life with childlike enthusiasm. She loved hunting for mushrooms, visiting the sandhill cranes, carving pumpkins, and listening to Halloween music. Working at the OLL Festival in Nebraska City, nature, music, traveling cruises, eBay, great deals, garage sales, smelling things, looking in the mirror and making a face, dancing, giving good advice, playing guitar, reading, fierce competition, scrabble, foot rub. Pillows, coaching soccer, leading Girl Scouts, okay, Abby, the balloon call. toss at Calvin um, Olympics, JJ Jello pretzel salad, Indian food, oh, hi, Barbara Streisand, Ken Burns, David Sedaris, her family, James, her BFFs, Martha, Molly, and Michelle, and more than anything, she loved her two daughters. Julie, our family would not be where we are today without you as our trailblazer. Our culture, taste, humor, and empathy for others are due largely in part to the example you have set. As a mother, sister, daughter, nurse, an unwavering friend, and true love, you've impacted our lives and the lives of so many others, more than you'll never know or take credit for.